This is John Pritchard uh, offering a second talk on the nature of the Kingdom of God, that which we are celebrating in this period, Thy Kingdom Come. Today I said I would want to look a little more at the meaning of the Kingdom of God in both personal terms and, and social terms. But to start with, it can be quite fun and really interesting to think about where the kingdom of God is uh, in our own community. I call it kingdom spotting. And it can be quite good to, as a group sometimes, to mark on a map uh, of our community of Richmond um, any places where what we see as kingdom building uh, is going on. So these are activities where uh, work is going on for the common good, for social justice, for peacemaking, uh, for loving compassion and so on. And we would be able to identify organisations and charities and groups and local authority work and uh, innovative schemes and entrepreneurial projects, all of which in some way or other exhibit the marks of the kingdom. They won't all be Christian ventures, these things, um, although there will be Christians involved in nearly all of them, I guess. And we can think as we look on our map and see all the different places where we've spotted uh, kingdom work going on, we'll be able to think about the inclusive scope of the kingdom, um, the ways of God, the generosity of God, and the role of the church in all that's going on in the community. We must never confuse the kingdom of God and the church. The kingdom is always vastly bigger than the church. The church is here to serve the ideal of the kingdom, um, but we're only part of what's going on. Let's think first then about the, the social reality of the kingdom of God. It's clear that if the kingdom is to have any um, validity, it isn't just a, a a fluffy, a personal, internal, subjective thing. It must have some reality uh, in the life that we live, uh, the hard experiences we have as we're having at the moment, the, um, the tough choices that we have to make. Jesus announced and inaugurated a, a new social order which was and still is a clear alternative to the way of violence and exclusion and self-centeredness that prevails in so much of our world. And Jesus' vision, and what he inaugurated, what he brought in, was the reign of love and peace and justice in the constant near presence of God. So Jesus gave us a glimpse of what such a reign would look like in the Sermon on the Mount and in his parables and his teaching. But he didn't try to offer us a, a systematic account of the statutes, the constitution, the memorandum of association of the kingdom. What he does is just give us glimpses of the kind of thing that it meant, uh, the kind of way we would live, the kind of way we would interact in the community of the kingdom. One of the great things about God, I always think, is his subtlety. God gives us snapshots to entice us. God isn't in your face all the time with irrefutable instructions and demanding timetables. In Christ, God gives us a map of the territory of the kingdom, along with a compass, walking boots and a packed lunch, and says, go and explore. And as uh, one theologian, Abraham Kuyper, 
memorably said, there isn't a square inch in the whole domain of our human existence over which Christ, who is sovereign over all, does not say, this is mine. So this comprehensive coverage of life is our mandate as Christians to work out what kingdom values mean when applied to the 166 hours of the week in which we're not in church. Well, actually 168 at the moment. Uh, teaching, home groups and conversations amongst Christians, I think, have to break out of captivity to church life and address the complex issues people face at work, at home, in friendship groups, in personal finance, cultural pressures, addictive temptations, and so on. Sermons need to tackle politics, science, sex, loneliness, and the everyday struggles we all face. This church bubble, church bubble is a, a dangerously seductive place in which to linger, um, and that won't actually hasten the coming of the kingdom. Moreover, and crucially, uh, we are called to be kingdom builders wherever we have influence. God's goal is a healed creation, a new world order in which the common good, social justice and peacemaking are the hallmarks. How then can we nudge the organisations, the institutions, families and systems in which we are involved in the direction of the kingdom? That's the challenge we have as people who belong to God in season and out of season, how is what we're doing on Sunday impacting on what we're doing on Monday? This is the social reality of the kingdom of God that we're trying to create. And then there's the personal reality of the kingdom of God. I love maps. I can spend hours devouring the, the contours, the place names, the distances, the high points, I delight in planning walks that I'll probably never do, or revisiting sunlit days of my youth, walking blue remembered hills. But looking at a map is nothing like walking over the terrain it represents. If I never get out into the countryside, I've rather missed the point. It's too arrogant to say that many churchgoers have rather missed the point, because people come to church for wonderfully diverse reasons, and it's not for us to quibble. But it's nevertheless true that in our churches in the West there's a lot of map reading and not quite as much walking and climbing as we might like. We want to get onto the hills. It's the difference between looking at a bottle of wine and sipping a glass of it, between studying a scorecard and being at the match, between watching the river and wading into it. A writer called Belden Lane writes... There are two doors in the next life. One is labelled heaven and the other lecture on heaven. Everyone in the West is lined up outside the second door. Some truth in that. Lecture on heaven. Now that's an exaggeration. But it's true that our early experiences of religion are only preparing us for the immense gift of being in some way burned by divine fire. We need holy tools to go deep with God. And we could, of course, talk here, but this isn't the time and place, but we could talk about things like the the examen, the Jesuit practice, or the uh, Benedictine practice of Lectio Divina, um, or contemplative prayer, or practising the presence of God, or 
Ignatian meditation or the Jesus prayer or a structured daily office or praying with nature and so on. We could talk about all of those things. But what I'm really meaning is there is a difference between observation and experience in the Christian faith. Observation, we do a lot of that. Experiencing the depth of it, we don't do enough of that. The difference was summed up for me once when a, a lovely, humble Christian woman uh, was anointed um, by the River Jordan. And she said afterwards, well, nothing happened and everything changed. And I think that's what we hope for in ministry, uh, that people will find in their faith that nothing new happened, you know, same place, same service, same people, but that everything changed and God's love is now delivered daily, freshly baked in the ovens of our own experience. Final question. Can the church be an expression of the kingdom? Well, yes and no. Yes, as long as we know, we'll never succeed in completing the task. It's God's kingdom. God gives it. God brings it. All we can do is, is prepare the way. As we know, the world is divided into different time zones so that New Year in Australia happens half a day before it happens in the United Kingdom. In a related sense, the kingdom of God belongs to that new time, resurrection time, a new world, uh, time ahead of old time. We still live in old time, a world still suffering from miserable compromises. But as Christians, we have the incredible privilege of living in both time zones at once, with the task of trying to bring new time values and priorities into our old time society and culture. We live in the confidence that the kingdom of God has arrived and we are part of it now. So the church can be a flawed expression of the kingdom as we try to be a laboratory of the future kingdom where we inevitably make lots of mistakes, but nevertheless have occasional breakthroughs as we experiment with projects that belong to new time. We can try and co-create with God experiences of beauty and truth through worship, art, music, and other means that might attract people to the kingdom. We can challenge injustice, both in the near community and in wider society as we increasingly see the world through the eyes of Christ. And we can pursue personal holiness, not as selfish ambition, but as purposefully aligning ourselves with Christ, trying to become Christ-like. Now, These are all proper kingdom projects for those of us in the church. So the church can be a partial expression of the kingdom on a good day with a following wind. Yes, we, we can believe in the church as long as we believe more in the kingdom and as long as we believe most of all in the king. This is a podcast for all the members of the St Mary's Richmond with Hudswell 200 Club. Members will soon get a telephone call from their collector and the collector will ask you whether you wish to stay as a member of the 200 Club. If you say that you do, 
and that would be absolutely smashing. Your collector will let you know various ways of paying the subscription this year. It can be by cash or cheque or by internet banking. Whichever method you choose, you will not have to leave your house to make that payment. Nor will your collector have to come to your house and leave their own house. Things are being done differently this year. And the most important thing is to keep everybody safe. That's the number one priority. If you don't do electronic banking, that's absolutely fine. If you need to write a cheque, you'll be told how you can post that. If you want to do cash, it can be collected safely from your doorstep at a nominated time and date without you needing to be there. Thank you so much for adapting to change circumstances. Thank you so much to all the collectors, lots of whom came to a meeting by Zoom last week and had some really good ideas. Please rest assured everything will be done by telephone and if any collecting needs to be done, somebody who is able to come and collect will do that at a distance. The 200 Club is a really important fundraiser for the church. And the way in which this community is coming together this year to enable it to happen is humbling and heartwarming. The administrator is Jonathan, Jonathan Roberts. His telephone number is 01609 881 216. He and everybody else at St Mary's is incredibly grateful for everything that the collectors and the members are doing for St Mary's. Thank you so much. Keep safe. God bless you.